0: of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the word together.
1: If you can turn with me, we're picking up in the book of Revelation. We're in Revelation 21, picking up in verse 12. We're going to be looking at verses 12 to 23. The title of our message is "Everlasting Light. Everlasting Light." The Bible teaches very clearly that God is light. And it says that in Him, in God, there's no darkness at all. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. As believers in Jesus Christ, we're also called the light of the world. We're also called children of light. We're going to dwell in a city that we're going to look at here. We've been looking at it here for the last few weeks. It's called the Holy City, the New Jerusalem. This will be a place where you and I as believers will spend eternity forever this will be our eternal abode so we won't have to pack our bags and move anymore once we're in this place this is it and in this city we're going to see there's not going to be a sun there won't be a moon anymore it says that god's glory will illuminate this place isn't that awesome god's glory we can't handle that with our human bodies so we need glorified bodies to be able to handle that light that's going to be illuminated in this city and also it says jesus is the light so that's what we're going to look at, and I know you guys look very comfortable, but can you please stand with me <laughs> as we read this wonderful passage, Revelation 21, again, verses 12 through 23, I decided to pick up the pace a little bit, John the Apostle writes, verse 12, also she had a great and high wall with 12 gates, and 12 angels at the gates, and the name the names written on them which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of can we say that together israel. israel three gates on the east three gates on the north three gates on the south three gates on the west now the wall of the city had 12 can we say that foundations, foundations. and on them were the names of the 12 can we say that apostles of the lamb and he, and he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city its gates and its wall the city is laid out as a square it's length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. Verse 17. Then he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. The construction of its wall was of, can we say that together? Jasper. And the city was pure gold, clear as glass. The foundation of the wall of the city was adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second, sapphire, the third, chalcedon, the fourth, emerald, the fifth, sardonyx, the sixth, sardius, the seventh, chrysolite, the eighth, beryl, the ninth, topaz, the tenth, chrysoprase, the eleventh, jacinth, the twelfth, amethyst. And you try to read those words. Yeah verse 21. Twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl. And the streets of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its, can we say that together? Temple. Last verse we'll look at. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its Lord, I know we will probably just scratch the surface of what this wonderful city is really truly like. Maybe there's something here that I'm missing and that you want to add. I ask you, please, Lord, add whatever you desire. Help us to realize as believers, this is going to be our new home forever. And so please bring us application. We're to apply this word. So help us to apply it. Help us to know how to do that. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 You can be seated. Thank you. Again, as I mentioned, this is a place that we're going to abide forever. Uh, It's gonna be, I believe, a place that we cannot even describe. And here we're trying our best to to look at how this place is gonna look. So we're gonna try to dig deeper in. I'm not gonna spend too much time up here introducing this because I really wanna dive in to what we have here as we look closer to these verses. So I just wanna say, as I mentioned, every Sunday especially if you're new here. The book of Revelation is the only book in the entire Bible that promises us a threefold what? Blessing. Blessing. We're promised a blessing when we read read it. it. We're promised a blessing when we hear Hear it. it. And we're promised a blessing when we apply it, right? So we've just read it. We just heard it. We can close our Bibles, go home, and we're promised to be blessed. But there's one more part that we didn't do yet. It's the application so again let's dive in let's try to get some application here which i believe there's quite a bit but let's take a look it says and she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and the 12 angels at the gates so there's this wall i just want to point out this wall it appears that it's going to be some 1500 miles high so that's a high wall can you imagine how big those gates are going to be they're going to be big gates they're going to be tall gates but we're told that so these 12 gates with 12 what can we say that word up there angels at the gates when i first read this i I was picturing like these warring angels with swords and protecting you know the, the the gate but guess what there's no need for warring angels anymore because all the evil all the sin the devil the antichrist they're all perished already. They're already in the lake of fire. There's going to be no need to protect the city. So they're going to be more like, I believe, greeters, ushers, probably telling us, you know, which way to go. It's like first time in there, we're probably like, tree of life. Can you point the right direction? It's like, oh yeah. And they might even call another angel. Yeah, yeah. Can you take, uh, you know, Mr. Paddock over to the tree of life? And you're like, yeah. So they're, they're going to do that. They're going to possibly show us around, greet us as we you know, welcome us as we come into the, is, how cool is that going to be? Obviously, there's going to be a different angel at every gate, so I'll probably, you'll probably want to do the same. I want to go to every gate. I want to meet every angel, right? One day meet, the, you know, the one here. Hey, how's it going? And then go to the next gate. And there's, their greeters, are going to be there. So that's a great thought. Friday, as we were out in the parking lot doing some stuff, there was a gentleman named Phil He lives in the condos over here, and he introduced himself to me, and his first time was last Sunday. And he said, I've got to tell you something, Pastor. I said, yeah. He says, you know, I came here for the first time. He says, I was in the the lower level there watching on the screen. He says, it was really great. I really enjoyed it. But I noticed people would kind of disappear and not come back. He says, so I got up to look, and I realized they were going upstairs. And he goes, there was a whole new world up here. He didn't even realize we had a sanctuary (laughs) up here. So that's our second sanctuary. Those downstairs, hi, you're down. That's the second sanctuary. There's a big screen down there, but this is the first sanctuary. And the funny thing is, that morning, I was thinking about them, thinking, I wonder if anybody walks in and thinks that's our church down there and that's that's it. I mean, that's fine, but there's more, you know, there's more to it. It's not just a screen. So the greeters are going to show us around, if you know what I mean. They're going to tell us, like our greeters should be saying, and he, he even mentioned to me, not in a bad way, he says, No one told me that you had something going on upstairs. But here we're gonna have these angels. They're gonna greet us. We're gonna meet them. You can ask them questions, I'm sure. You know, where's the crystal sea? They'll still point you in the right direction. That's gonna be an awesome part of this wonderful city. But also, it says, goes on to say, and the names written on them were the names of the 12 tribes of the children of what? Israel. Israel. So their names will be there. And I believe what it's, this is telling us, it represents the fact that, you know, this represents the, the Old Testament saints will be there with us. There's going to be the Old Testament saints, and as we're going to see uh, represented, there will be the New Testament saints. We're going to be there with those that before Jesus died, those that were looking forward to the Messiah. We as believers, you know, we look back at what Christ did for us at the cross. So this represents the, uh, the Old Testament saints, but... I want to point out something that it's the children of Israel, the 12 tribes. And many pastors, even today, they'll tell you that God is done with the nation of Israel. This kind of disputes that right away. God is not done with the children of Israel. And there's a, a teaching called replacement theology that the church has replaced Israel. That's satanic. Can I tell you that way? The, is that a nice way to say it? Satanic? Is that good? That's about the nicest way I could say it because it's evil. No, we did not replace Israel. God still has a plan. If you read Genesis to Revelation, you realize that God still has a plan for the nation of Israel. You realize that there's something called the 70 weeks of Daniel. There's one more week, a seven-year period promised to the nation of Israel. Has not happened yet. God will, again, pour out his spirit on the nation of Israel. I believe we're getting close to that. And I believe that the start of it is gonna be right where Ezekiel 38 and 39, the battle that will take place, and most of you know this, but there will be a battle. It's called the, the Battle of Gog of Magog. Russia, the leader of Russia, could very well be Putin, that he'll come down from the north. Interesting, where's Syria? No, it's north, it's north. It's on the. Yeah, so they'll come up from the north, come down from the north. Interesting, where's Russia's tr- Russian troops today? And a lot of them are in Syria. Did you know know, today, while all the eyes are on Ukraine over there, that Russia's building up their military there in Syria? Did you see this? How many saw this? As war threat looms, Russia holds naval drills with nuke bombers in where? Syria. Syria. The Russian military has sent jets and bombers capable of carrying nuclear and other state-of-the-art weapons to Syria for military exercise as Western countries worry that an invasion of Ukraine is imminent. It's almost like, wow, the lights just got brighter. Did you notice that? Whoa, I turned my back for a minute. It's like, whoa, we gotta get that fixed. (laughs) So uh, my question to you, okay, um, do you see this in the mainstream media, anybody? All news, everything's focused on Ukraine, right? Interesting. Also, um, who's gonna go with Russia? Okay, so you've got Russia's gonna come down, and it says Persia, that's uh, modern-day Iran. Turkey would be there. Uh, Is Iran still upset or doesn't like Israel? You think? How many saw this? Iranian drones posing threat to Israel, shot down over Iraq. How many saw that? Raise your hand if you saw that in the news. Okay, raise your hand if you've seen it in the mainstream media. Anybody in the mainstream media? Not one hand. Interesting. So here we have the other player for the Ezekiel battle that's going to come down from the north. The, the drones were, with explosives came right, listen, not from Hezbollah, not from other proxies, came right from Iran to attack Israel. Interesting, we don't read about these things. That's why you got to come to church, guys. You got to learn these things. No. And then how about this? Command and conquer. Russia unleashes hypersonic and nuclear missiles as world on brink of with 200,000 troops looming for Ukraine invasion. So while all eyes are over there in Ukraine, they're testing their hypersonic missiles. Listen, they're, they're doing these war tests in the Middle East, guys. Make no mistake about it, Putin wants to be the king of the Middle East. Biblically speaking, he wants that. We know what happens, right? A hook draws him in, he's gonna go down and attack, and who's gonna stand up for Israel? God. And the nations will know that God, God's going to wipe out these huge armies, and nobody's going to stand with them. Are we living in those days? Do you think we'll, we'll stand with Israel if there's an attack, especially with this hypersonic missile that nobody can stop? I believe what, what Russia's doing, he's showing off his, his technology. Pretty, I believe personally that he's doing that to, for us, as, as the United States saying, don't mess with us when we do our attacks over in the Middle East and over here in this side of the world. Because we have these things, and guess what? We don't have the technology to stop these, do you know that? They go so fast, we can't stop those. That's the bad news, but how many saw this? This is in Ukraine. These are Christians praying in Ukraine. Our brothers and sisters praying there in Ukraine. The Christians have called a fast and prayer because they know that Russia's threatening to invade their country. Is that precious? But my point is, again, back to back it up, that God is not through with the nation of Israel because their names will be there for all eternity for us to see on these wonderful gates that we'll go into every single day when we are in the eternal state. Back to our text. Now the wall of the city had 12, can we say that? Foundations. And on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So here we have the 12 tribes of Israel on the gates. On the foundation, we've got the 12 apostles, I believe, representing the, the church, representing the, the New Testament saints. Awesome verse or a passage that goes with this. Ephesians 2.19, check this out. It says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers. This is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus, talking to the Gentiles, saying, you're no longer strangers and foreigners because Gentiles were strangers. Listen to this. But fellow What? citizens, with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the what? Foundation of the what? Is that cool? The foundation of the apostles. Their names will actually be on the foundations because because that's Jesus Christ came to the earth. He raised up 12 and used those 12 as apostles to be the foundation of the church, and their names will be there. So the apostles and prophets, as the Old Testament and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief, what? cornerstone. Back in our text, verse 15, and he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city was laid out as a square. It's hard for us to picture this, but this city that's going to come down on the earth, a new heaven and new earth, it's going to be a cube. It's going to be a square. It's going to be huge. So it's a square, and its length and are as great as its breadth. And they measured the city, so this, they're measuring this with a reed. So we know the, the measurements, 12,000 furlongs. Its breadth and height are equal, and he measured its wall, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. So just if you're a note-taker, the wall is going to be, check this out, 216 feet wide. That's wide. A furlong, if you're a note-taker, is 600 feet. So there's going to be 12,000 furlongs. That's 1,500 miles. So it's going to be 1,500 miles every direction. Um, I, I, did this happen to you when you first read this? I thought, is that going to be big enough, God? I did. I was like, 15 of this? Is that going to be big enough? And I just, I'm like, I'm questioning God. I mean, that's not a good thing to do. So listen, so... Picture the 1,500, it's high, wide, it's a square. Um, I've read this in commentaries. The city could house some 20 billion people with an average, listen, an average of 75 acres per person. Listen to this, still leaving 25% left of the city. I think it's big enough. So there's a lot we can go in with that But I want to keep going. Next verse. The construction of its wall was of what? jasper. Remember, we looked at the jasper. It's clear as crystal. Um, Some say it could be a diamond. It'll probably be, it's definitely transparent, multicolored. So that's the wall. You can see through it. The city was pure gold, like pure glass. So everything's transparent, right? And then if you look at verse 21, it says, talking about the streets of the city was pure gold, like transparent what? Everything's transparent, even the jewels, these 12 uh, jewels, they're everything you could see through everything. The streets of gold. It, it, we think of gold like we talk, you know, twenty-four. it's 24 karat gold. Well, this is pure gold, a gold we've never seen before, a gold that you can see through. If we didn't have our glorified bodies, I think for me, it would be kind of difficult to walk on clear glass like that. I, I would be like crawling, like, you know, because I'm a little, you know, I'm not good with heights when it's real high, so if, you know, I would probably, but it's not going to be like that. There'll be no fear. But again, I want to point out, everything, is, everything we look at, it's all see-through. Can you imagine if your house, all your walls were transparent? That'd be kind of weird, wouldn't it? I mean, you'd try to get dressed and you'd hide behind things, you know, it'd be like, seriously, you, go to the restroom excuse me but you know you'd be like this is weird you know why? Why? listen we're not gonna this new place there be no more perversion no evil no nothing that we'd have to hide typically when people sin they what do they do they close the door hoping nobody's there guess what god's there but we do that right or you know drug deals like hey come over here come back here let's hide behind this wall over here come here right? We, when we sin, it's all, it's hidden. Let's go be, oh, is anybody here? And then you, you hide. You don't, usually you don't see, you know, things that are going right in the daylight, you know, the things that, it happens sometimes, but mostly you hide. There'll be no more sin, guys. Everything's transparent. Is that going to be just awesome or what? We'll have nothing to hide. A transparent city. This is going to be, listen, it's, it's believed that this place will be the worship center of the universe now. The new heaven, new earth, this city is going to be the worship center. And this, I don't know, we can't even describe all these different colors from all these different precious stones, but all I know for sure, it'll be all transparent. And it's a reminder for application for us. We, when we're forgiven, God takes away sin and he, he wants us to be transparent with him. He wants listen, He wants you to be real before him. Why? He knows everything. We looked at that in Psalm 139. He knows our sitting down, our rising up. He knows our thoughts before we think. He knows our words before we speak them. Do you know God? Do you know God? He knows every thought that's in our, our mind. Remember when Jesus was on the earth, it says, he, he knowing their thoughts. Is that crazy? And it can, listen, it can be scary if you have bad thoughts. And that's why the Bible tells us that we're to put every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In other words, we can't help bad thoughts coming into our mind. And I, I pray you understand that as a believer in Jesus Christ, you're gonna have sometimes bad thoughts coming towards your, your thoughts, you, but we're to hold it captive. In other words, if it's a bad thought and you're like, uh, you're, you know, let's, for example, you know, thinking bad about another person, like, oh, I can't believe they said that. And oh, I can't believe, and you're getting all upset. It's like, no, no, hold that thought into captivity. And don't, don't ponder on that. The other night, I had an opportunity to, to share with a, a young man in his 20s. And he had some great questions, theological questions, awesome questions, smart young man, real smart. And he had great theological questions. And I was, I love that stuff. And he's like, well, what about this? And I said, well, I won't give you my opinion. This is what the Bible says. So this young man, though, this, these thoughts, but what I enjoyed with the conversation, he was real, he was raw. He wasn't like putting on this, oh, this, he was like, you know what, this is me. This is, what, no, this is what I think. What do you think? And it's like, this is what the Bible says. Well, this is what I think. Well, okay, but this is what the Bible says. But he was being real. The Bible tells us, as believers even, all of us, in Isaiah, it says, come, let us reason together, saith the Lord. In other words, hang out with him. Be real. You're gonna, if you're studying the word of God, you'll be challenged with the word of God. In other words, there's gonna be verses that they're come to you, and you'll read it, and you're like, and it can even beat you up, like, oh, no oh, no, I'm not saved. Oh, look at this. I thought I was saved this whole time, but wow, well, look at this verse. I'm just, I'm doomed for all eternity. It's like, no, 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 no hold on. We, 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 we interpret scripture with scripture and to make sure we understand what it means, but, but be real before God. There's some people that just walk away and say, oh, I can't do this Christian stuff. No, no, but ask God, help me, show me, teach me, God, amen. But that transparency, it's, it's so important. I love what we're told in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. It says, And there is no creature hidden from, can we say that together? His, His sight. Eyes. But all things are what? Naked and open to the eyes of him to whom he must give an account. He sees everything. Don't be phony. Don't try to put on some fake thing. And, you know, this is why I do. Don't, don't make excuses for sin. Repent of it. Agree with him. Amen. But also as we talk about transparency, I, I believe it's, it's good that we're transparent with one another. In other words, when you do something that hurts somebody else and go to that brother, that's what the Bible teaches us, and confess it. Say, you know what, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I had such a bad day today and please forgive me. And they might not even forgive you. They might say, oh, I can't believe you You call yourself a Christian and I never want to talk to you again. I say, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm really sorry. But the, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Be transparent. And just it's, sometimes you've got to get in there. Sometimes you've got to go. And listen, typically when somebody hurts another person in the church, typically that other person doesn't know anything about it. Do you know that? The person that hurt you. you. Typically, they don't know. And so you got to be transparent and say, you know what? You said something to me that really bothered me. And uh, I didn't want to go to you with this, but I've been kind of ignoring you. I haven't been talking to you. Matter of fact, I really don't like you anymore. Like, <laughs> and I know that's not good. <laughs> you, you, what you're going to do is you're going to set, set a captive free. That's going to be you. Seriously, I've had people come to me, you know, like 10 years later and they say, pastor, you said something that made me really upset. It's like, when? Well, it was about 10 years ago. <laughs> OK. What did I say? <laughs> and I'm trying to think, oh, I hope I remember what I said. And they'll say, well, you said this and that. And I said, oh, yeah, I, I kind of re- yeah, I, I remember that. But this is what I meant. That's why I said it that way. And they're like, bro, no way. <laughs> I thought you meant this. And you were mad at me. And you were telling me. And I was like, no, that's not what I meant at all. And they're like, give me a hug, bro. And, like, and this happened to me. And I'm like, we should have did this 10 years ago. But cool, we we're good, you know? And I'm like you walked with this all this time you let this bother you for 10 years be transparent hi this is Pastor Joe and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach our service times are 9 a.m 10 45 a.m and 12:30 p.m please come and say hi after this service I would love to meet you For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless
0: you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick an Outreach of Calvary Chapel of Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to his throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory.